Hello guys, girls, parents and pets. From news to shoes to album reviews and everything in between. Welcome to the One Stop Hip Hop Shop. I'm Rob. Second show, Tyler. <laughs> Mate, my eye is so itchy. It's flaring up right now. What do you want to drink? Uh, just give me Coke, Matt. Coke and S. Yes, which dad? Shot auntie. Are you having a solo, Matt? And I will. I definitely prefer solos over over Cokes. Oh. Couldn't quite get my fingernail under that one. Oh, yeah, it's no sugar, not zero sugar, isn't it? Mm. All right. That's what we're drinking. Let me introduce to you what we'll be eating. Okay. I saw this and I was like, I was more curious than um, interested in eating it. Don't know if it's going to be good or bad. It cost me $2. All right. It's Clancy's Bacon Bites. Clancy. Barbecue flavoured. It is. So they kind of, you know, prawn chips. They kind of look like a bacon version of that. Mm. I don't really bacon know Bacon bits. Bacon yeah. what? Bacon chips. No, bacon bites. Oh, bacon bites. I don't think they'll all fit in the in the bowl. Maybe I'll just have to make half. What? No, smell like... So, like nice. It's something I recognise but can't quite remember. Smells like those tubes. You ever have that chip? Alright, let's give this a go. Not bad. Not that's quite nice. They're not bad. They taste like those tubes things I'm talking about. <laughs> what do you mean the tubes things? How that's called. How that's spelled. Oh, these aren't bad, you know. Alright, get yourselves some Clancy's Bacon Bites. It tastes exactly like what I'm talking about. Yeah, those. Oh, yeah. I'd say they're pretty similar shape to the Cheezels. Oh, yeah, they are a little bit longer. Yeah, they do taste like that, actually. All right, let's get into the reviews, and I assume yours is going to be longer because mine's short, so oh. we'll get yours done first. You're doing... Little Peeps, Everybody's Everything. It was... I didn't even know it was dropping, but I saw um, a post on Instagram. Right. I follow an account called um, Daily Rap Facts. Pretty cool. They they post um unprofessional radio. Right Not phone on silent. All right, then it's on silent. There you go. Um, yeah, that's the epitome of professionalism here, mate. <laughs> and you've just done that. The disrespect. Um. Yeah, they just post like a bit of news, some facts every now and then. But um, yeah, they posted like. New albums dropping within the next three hours. And Little Peeps, everybody's everything was in there. I'm like, wait, new Little Peep? Then I had a look at when that was posted, and it was six hours ago. I'm like, wait, it's out? So I had a look, and I'm like, wait, which Blades is on there? Fuck, I was hyped. Not which Blades, question mark. Which Blades? Like, you're not asking which Blades are on there. Oh, no, no. <laughs> which Blades, one word. I'm like, yeah. oh, is which Blades on the album? Yeah. Not which blade. There's not multiple blades. No, and I'm not asking which one in particular. <laughs> yes. Right. Just to clear it up, if anyone hasn't seen the album. Yeah, I did not know that this was coming out. I was so excited. Um, it's actually a mix of like newer sort of poppy peep, like the sort of you know posthumous kind of little peep, and the older gothy peep, which I think is like a a good mix. Um. You know, I'm sure people will still find things to complain about, but I think that will make it harder to complain. Um, and generally, those two sort of like subgenres of peep, I guess, stay away from each other on the album. Like it's not pop song, goth song, pop song, goth song. You know, all the poppy ones are sort of towards the start. Right. And um, yeah, so I. No matter which one you prefer, you can sort of just start playing from that point. And, you know, 
don't have to put them onto a into a separate playlist. Enjoy your favourites. I get ya. Just dropped one. Um, the album opens up on Liar, where he basically just says, I don't make music to stay in a genre. I just do what sounds good. I do what I like. Um, and he also calls out some poses in the game. Right. A lot of people think it's directed towards like a particular person, but I think it's just like a general sort of... Like, you are op boy. There's like a lyric in there. Right. That could like sort of be towards anyone. Um, it sounds like something... Um, what is 6 9 would say? What's that song? You Kick- are up boy. No, like... You're up, boy, da 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 doy. Like Kiki. It sounds like it's oh, yeah. on Kiki. But I think he does say op on there. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that. Mm. Busting at the ops on the regular. That's it. Six Nine's actually got a solid discography. I was going to say, I should do a Discord dive. You've already done it. Wait, did the people vote? Scum Gang versus Treyway? No. Well. Which one's better? I can't even remember which one I said. I think I said Treyway, and you said yeah. Scum Gang. I think they're both pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he doesn't like name anyone, but he does call out people that are fake. Like he goes, um, call it rap, call it pop, boy, call it what you want, boy. Like you know how he always repeats the chorus and like the ad li- or repeats the line in yeah. the ad rib. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, we call you a art boy. You got a big gun. Who you shot, boy? Which I think is actually a dope line. Like, Lil Peep is not one for lyricism. You know, it's sort of just like a vibe. Yeah. But that's pretty clever. You got a big gun. All right. Yeah, you're flexing. You don't actually do it. Who you shot? There you go. I like that. Um, and then it goes to Aquafina, which I'm not a huge fan of for a couple of reasons. It's a heavy trap song. Peep's performance is just like a, a mumbly sort of singing, which is, you know, pretty on brand for Peep. Um, but one of the people on production came up with the idea of auto-tuning him, which is not on brand for Lil Peep at all. He has not once been auto-tuned. Like, um, I, I don't really want to gatekeep, but like, listen to like, Awful things or giving girls cocaine. Like his his style is very similar to like Good Charlotte or Blink One Eighty Two, where he chooses to have like very raw vocals. Yeah. yeah, and like it's not touched up in any way. He's not trying to sound good. It's just like him talking, but like with melodies. Yeah, that's it. It's not like a singing voice. So I, I think auto tuning him to make him make him sound cleaner is is a miss. Right. Uh, I didn't really like that. Uh, at all uh, I don't really like ratchets either uh, the chorus is ratchet bitches cocaina repeated 16 times mm. don't know what cocaina means first time I I heard it I was like wait what's he saying is he saying ratchet bitches cocaidum <laughs> maybe did you look up the lyrics <laughs> yeah ratchet bitches cocaina doesn't say cocaidum no <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's that repeated 16 times for the chorus and you hear the chorus three times right that's pretty bad Peep has a four line verse and then Tracy has like a normal like 16 line verse Um, one of his lines one of little Tracy's lines is I take you out like some snot pick nose joke I mean I don't think I've ever heard one of them I haven't either, but a nose I can relate bar. to it. I think everyone can relate to it. Right. But no, I think that's a little bit, um, a little bit of a miss there. Nose picking joke. Uh, yeah, it's a very repetitive track. Uh, Text me, which features Young Era, is I think the most sober that I've ever heard Lil Peep's voice. It's actually kind of harrowing when you think about it, because like if hearing his sober voice is weird, you know, obviously you've you've heard his his faded voice. Way too much, but that's a really nice song. I'm gonna play that for a little bit just so you can see or hear just how no, sort of sober it, he play is. The music video. Oh, it's such a good song. He obviously has a lot of guitars throughout this album on production that's sort of very on brand for Peep. 
So it's not at all like, like you know, slurring his words or anything. Yes. They usually sort of like, uh, like, you know, quite, quite faded, slurring his words. Faded. But, yeah, that, that was really nice. Um, <clears throat> next up is Moving On. That right there, my friend, is a fucking banger. I love that one. It's more trap than emo, but it's not like his new sort of trap, if that makes sense. It's like, it's not like falling down or like, it's not pop trap. Uh, it's similar to, like, Ben's truck. It's like, although it's trap, it's very, like, like old peep. Um, I'll play a little bit, just because I, I really love it. His vocal performance in this is really good. I'm going to start playing at about 1 minute 30. This is a chorus now. So yeah, for those of you who haven't heard him before, that's what I mean by very raw sort of vocals. Like, auto-tuning that's just not going to be right. But um, that vocal performance, like, the actual song itself is about uh, his addiction to drugs. Right. He's trying to break up and move on, but he keeps on coming back. But um, that vocal performance is so good. I love that. Um, when I Lie is a track that caused me a lot of confusion. When I first heard it, okay. it's a remix of an older song called When I Lie, Needle, in brackets. Right. Because in the chorus he says, stick that needle in my eye, or something like that. Right. Um, that would be painful. <laughs> that bloody would be. But that, the original version is usually just shortened to needle. Right. So to me, that song has always been called Needle. I'm like, wait, if they just changed the name and re-uploaded it? But then I Google it and it's like, no, it's a remix. I'm like, wait, what? what's different? And I played the two side by side. And really the only thing they changed was they cleaned up his vocals. Right. Like at the start of, I'll say just Needle, he's still like, uh, uh. So like vocalizing, like mumbling like that. Right. Whereas in the new When I Lie, there's none of that. It's just the beat and then he comes in. Right. So I've just sort of like cleaned it up a little bit. Um I, a lot of people think that the original is better, and I guess I do too, but not by much. They're pretty much the, still the same song. Uh, I've Been Waiting is the track that features I Love McConan. I mentioned that one last week, and it's it's quite poppy. Um, I'll play the start of that one. Like All you need to hear is the beat to know what kind of song it is. Like, yeah, it's quite like sort of David Guetta. You know, Calvin Harris even. Like, that's not at all the kind of beat that Lil Peep can shine on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it just... His performance was good, but, like, it just didn't mix with the beat at all. It's kind of like, you know when you try a new food combination, they don't mix in your mouth, you're just tasting each one separately? Right. It was like that. Um, and I actually like these. Um... And then there were two older songs from previous mixtapes. I don't think they were previously available on streaming, so I'm more than happy for them to be included in here. They were Live Forever, which was the title track from a 2015 mixtape, and then Ghost Boy, which was also from a mixtape in 2015. Uh, Ghost Boy is it's like an iconic old peep track. Like If you go to any sort of like Little Peep radio, like 24-hour streaming thing on YouTube, or Little Peep compilation, or Best of Little Peep, this song will be on there. What do you try to do? No, it just copied. It heard you say Lil Peep Radio, mate. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like this song is pretty much guaranteed to be in any uh, compilation. It's, it's just iconic. Then there's Keep My Coo, short for cool. Um, it's pretty trash. I want to, I want to play that. You might like it, but to me, it sounds like a... What the fuck are you doing? Chips on the floor, mate. Put them in my pan. Oh, cheers, mate. Oh, I've spilled tapes. I've got a vacuum anyway. But, um... 
It sounds, you know, Kerbler Goop. Yeah. What he sounds like. Yeah. No, it's not a bad song. Yeah. Just reminds me of Kerbler Goop. I'm not at all a fan of. You right there, mate? Yeah, mate. This is Jamala. Up the curb. Mine's very itchy. Um, but then there's a four-song run of like old songs that feature Little Tracy. There's White Tea by Cry ba- or from Crybaby, Cobain from Hellboy, Witchblades from Castles Two, and then Walk Away as the Door Slams, which is also from Hellboy, but it's an acoustic version. Okay. And my God, that shit is good. I'll run through them one by one. Both White Tea and Cobain are similar to Ghost Boy, like they're very iconic older peep songs. And they're often like the like the favourites of the hardcore peep fans. Um yeah, they they really are iconic. White Tea just snaps like um I used to think I love you, now I know it ain't true, now I know it's not you. Fifty on my boxes, bitch, I know you see me. Shining in my white tee, it's easy. I'll make it look easy, believe me, we Gucci. That is such a banging song. And Cobain, like, even just the intro is good, like, I'm playing that. It's such a good song. This one's Cobain, like, it's got a slower sort of intro, but when those little... Suicidal doors... When um, those little sprinkly hi-hats come in. That just sounds good. This one's actually got a fairly long intro. Just fell in love with a bad bitch. Ready, I'm not having it. That's a bloody... That's just like an old peep song. Like That's one that... Everyone should know. Bloody is. Um, And then it comes to one of my favourite songs of all time. Witchblades. What a fucking banger. This is easily Peep's best track. Like, you've got Peep on the chorus. Like, Switchblades. Cocaine. Goth boy click till my soul take. And there's like, Tracy. You know, like, with the just... It's a, this is an, an iconic line now that when I die, bury me with all my ice on witchcraft, love chance, and then like you know when I die, bury me with all my ice on, and Peep just carries up on into his verse like when I die, bury me with all my ice on, when I die, bury me without the lights on, lights off, night lights, clothes off, baby I got good white like that's just it's an iconic song from start to finish. Been released for ages, but. I'm glad it's available on streaming. Nice. And then, yeah, the perfect closer, an acoustic version of Walk Away As The Door Slams. Like, just the acoustic guitar really gives his voice, like, a massive boost. I'll play it while I give my thoughts on the album as a whole. Might have to turn that down a little. Um, I actually really like that they gave us all new stuff as well as a heap of older stuff. Like, I think that's... A really good way of releasing a posthumous album. Um, there were a lot of low points for me, like Ratchet's Aquafina. Um, oh, actually, I completely forgot to touch on this. There was a Rich the Kid feature in there. Right. He was on Aquafina. Right. It, not very good, so. So that's Peep, obviously. And then, like, that's basically just a new song now. Oh, is this Pug Walk? What was his other one? I don't know. He had two. Oh, New Freezer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this sounds more like New Freezer, like the following this one. But, um, yeah, I don't think, um, Rich the Kid was very good. On this, but yeah, so there were some some low points, but um, and yeah, th- those those songs will definitely be ones that I'll always skip. But I'm very happy overall that this has been released. It's great listening to these tracks again; like they're very nostalgic. It was only like sort of two years ago or so that I was like listening to him heavy. 
But like, if I was driving and I wanted to listen to these, I had to like bring up YouTube and just leave my phone unlocked, you know, because I can't lock it. I don't have YouTube Premium. Right. Um, I think there's only one way to describe this album. It's an epic gamer album. There you go. Nah, like, but yeah, like I said, there's there's low points. It's new little peep though. How can you you dislike it? It's a good thing. Um, I'm not going to give it an objective rating. I'm giving it my personal one. I think he deserves that. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I love this album. Um, that might not make sense with some of the things I said and sort of how hard I drag some of the songs, but I don't care. I like it. Album good. I'm very glad. Like, th- this song, the acoustic version, so glad that's come out. All the, like, Witchblades is now on streaming. That shit is good. I'm... Like, this is definitely like in my in my rotation now for sure. That um my top new tracks would be Moving On, Princess, Text Me, and probably Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Good country. <laughs> Alright. Well, my review this week is of Nocturnal by Play That Boy Zay. Now it I'm is I'm looking forward to this. Let me well, first of all, I'll just talk about Play That Boy Zay. He is from uh, Florida, like fellow rapper Denzel Curry, who is on here. And he also produced one of the tracks. And that track okay. was, was it? Yes, it was this one, Swarm. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't even know he could produce, to be honest. And then it was, uh, yeah, executive produced by fellow Florida rapper Denzel Curry. Um, there you go. And then he is on the song Poison Clan, which has the two versions, the, the infected version <laughs> and the normal version. But uh, he was on the track um, Pat on Denzel Curry's Zoo. Like, like what you do to a dog. Yes. You pat it. Okay. P-A-T. Um, or maybe you pet a dog. I don't know. Um... Let me get this album up real quick. Oh, I have two albums called Nocturnal. One by Roy Woods and one by Play That Boy Zay. Alright, so the album opens up with Lucy's Rule, um, which is just an intro. Like, there's no rap on there. Um, Then we do get to Swarm. Um, And then it just really shows like... Oh, I just hit my hand and my phone (laughs) fell out of my hand. Um... <clears throat> it just shows like the the hard hitting nature that's going to come from this album. Um, what does he say in here? Um, hazard caution, six feet in a coffin, vampire rolling ga- ganja gas pack. What am I smoking? Dead ones floating like they in the ocean. That's like the chorus. Um, what does that mean? Smoking dead ones. I didn't even know. Don't know what that could mean. Plus, he's literally just smoking a corpse. Don't know what that could mean. You looking at the lyrics? Yeah, um, but there's no annotations. annotations. Yeah, so this whole album, except for the one song with um, Denzel Curry, it's not on here. So I've only got the chorus for Swarm. Okay. I've got nothing for I Don't Even Rap. I've only got the chorus for that, and I've only got the chorus for Haunted House. Everything else I literally don't have. Um, so yeah, it's quite an odd one. But Swarm was alright. Poison Clan with Denzel Curry was decent. Oh, that also had Anonymous. Anonymous. Don't really know. Um, it just wasn't anything, anything special. That's what I sort of got from this whole album, is that like, People are going to like this if they like that type of music. But if you don't, but you sort of dabble in it like myself, there just are better options to go towards. Mm. Like, you can go towards Denzel Curry. Sounds much better than this. You can go like to someone City like... Morgue. Death Grip, City Morgue. Um, Flatbush Zombies. Mm. Um, guys like that. That just do this, but better. And the one thing that sort of this music... Like, I sort of like some of this stuff. Um, and the thing that'll push it over the edge for me is if it's like somewhat catchy, sort of like 
Um, like the the Flatbush Zombie stuff, I don't like a lot of their catalog, but like the ones that stand out for me are like really replayable. Yeah. Um, but these ones, a lot of these songs are just um, quite forgettable to me. Like the best song on this album is Poison Clan um, or I Don't Even Rap, but like I probably wouldn't listen to them again. Like they're just not that... Um, not that great to me. I just didn't really enjoy it too much. Um, but I can see the appeal that this would, if you if you really like Denzel Curry, for like his whole discography. Yeah, like, it's it's definitely more the aggressive Denzel Curry. It's not it's not anything from Taboo. Yeah, like you, if you like sort of underground, sort of aggressive rap, you would like yeah. this. But if you only like it in certain songs. Or in certain artists, you probably wouldn't like this as much, just because it, nothing. He doesn't do anything better than the top guys doing it at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we have Dran Millie on Iron Even Rap, and then yeah, and then Denzel Curry and Anonymous are the only other features. It's pretty decent. Like, I probably won't listen to it again, but like, I can understand the flames coming through the speaker, you know what I mean? But like, this isn't something that you can put on at any time. This isn't something that you can, mm. um, like, you wouldn't even really sort of put this on in the car if, if you're not into that. Like, if you like that music, it can. But it gets quite boring to me. Like, I just sort of faded in and out and it made me want to listen to other people, which is never a good sign. Yeah. Like, as soon as I put this on, I'm like, oh, I want to go listen to Taboo or I want to go listen to Zoo or... Like Flatbush Zombies or something like that. So yeah, it didn't make me want to check out more of his stuff. Where other artists have done that, like Marvy, like um, who did I do the other week too? I can't remember. But yeah, this left me um, wanting more. There's no catchiness on this album. Like usually, there's one song that I can sort of go back to um, and be like, okay, that's like a point. And like we discussed last week, if you sort of like one song. You can sort of get you on board with a couple more. Yeah. You can sort of start to see the nuances, but I don't think that this album had that, unfortunately. So I'm going to play um, a bit of Poison Clan, Haunted House Party, and I Ain't Even Rap, and then you can decide for yourself. So here is Poison Clan. This is banging. I did listen to this album, and I definitely do agree with you. Like... Denzel Curry's verse and that was good. But, um, like, I'm into this music, but even while I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, I should play this person. Yeah. Like, it's hard, but not hard enough to keep you engaged, exactly if that makes sense. Right. Like, it's got to have a bit more variation. Yeah. Um, it's only seven songs. Pardon? There's only seven songs. Yeah, plus the... Infected version. Yeah, so there's six, and then the infected version. But then Lucy's Rule. Lucy's Rules doesn't really count. It's yeah. like 30 seconds or whatever. I love that, like, just melody, though, that Denzel does. And you notice. Yeah. That's banging. Um, I do like the chorus of this, like the... Pick your poison, roll your drug, eeny, mini money mo. Oh, man, eeny, mini money mo, that's actually hard. <laughs> like, more rappers need to say that. Um, and then we have Haunted House Party. It sounds quite disjointed. Yeah. But like you said, it like this type of music really needs to sort of engage you for the whole track like you can't yeah. sort of zone in and out of this type of music because you just lose the 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 aura of the song and yeah. it definitely happens yeah with like um, in this with R&B you're meant to sort of like zone out and like feel the music yeah with this you're meant to pay attention to it get amped up like yeah yeah and then I don't even rap This little, like, vocal samples he uses are really cool. Yeah, at the start of songs. Yeah. But I feel like... His voice isn't quite there. Yeah. Like, he needs to, like, scream or, like, put a little distortion on his voice, even. 
Yeah, that's that little bit there where he sped up. It was that was a miss. Yeah, not that great. But I want to um, highlight a song that does it really well, and it's not quite exactly the same genre. But this is like I hated the Escape from New York album by Beast Coast, which was Joe Badass, Flatbush Zombies, Nick Vicious, CJ Fly, all of those guys. But this one song stood out so much that it's definitely going to make my top 10 list, most likely. Um, and it's just like, like, I don't know how to explain it. It just like catches your attention and it makes the whole song sound really good, even though it has like seven features. And like, I constantly go back to this song and listening to that made me go, oh, I really want to listen to this again because I haven't mm. listened to it in a while. So this is called Bones by Beast Coast. This is a go on. That voice. Yeah, Michi Darko is deadly. But yeah, like, <laughs> I just didn't become engaged. Like, this is probably one of the worst albums I've reviewed this year in terms of engagement levels. Like, I just wasn't into this album. If I... Like, I think the last... This last week, when I hit Marvi, just randomly, it was like a gold mine I hit. Like, I just randomly picked it out, and it was a really great album. Last week, I did um, Crept in Conan, but I was going to do Rod Wave. I missed on that one, and then I missed again, unfortunately. So maybe, who am I going to do next week? I already said. Oh, O3 Grido and mm. Kenny Beats. But I think that one will be a be a hit. Yeah. But, yeah. I think, um, well, like this stuff here by Play The Boys A, it's not too different from 6 9 like in the way that it has to engage you. Yeah. But 6 9 is easy to like listen to. Yeah. I think the content that he does is like, it is, yeah, a different it's topic different. completely. This is just like a B-Tech Denzel Curry at this point. Like, he's just slightly worse. Well, he's just a worse version of Denzel Curry, and it just shows in the quality, mm. like, and the the, the the like the total listeners that he gets, I would assume, is much lower. Yeah. But maybe through his uh, progression as, a, as an artist, he gets better and refines his sound, and maybe... Next year or the year after, I'll be listening to some of his tracks the same way I listen to Denzel Curry. Yeah. So, for Just this... Quickly, sorry. Shout yeah. out Denzel Curry. He's, he's been on like the Jimmy Fallon show and he's still doing like tracks with underground people like Play That Boy's A. Exactly right. That's He's grounded. All right. So, this album, Nocturnal by Play That Boy's A, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. But... I'm not really into that scene. So if you like that music, Rob said yesterday he would probably give it about a six. So I think that's yeah. a fair range, maybe a four to a six range. Depending on like personal taste. Exactly yeah. right. So go ahead and check it out if you do. If I was to re uh, recommend one song, it would be I Don't Even Rap. Yeah, that was like my favorite from that as well. All right, let's move on to your review, a reviewer. All right. Go for it, mate. So I decided to stick with what I reviewed. Go, um, Anthony Fantano's review of Everybody's Everything by Lil Peep. Oh, let's see. Mate, I haven't. How much Anthony we differ? Fantano usually pops up in my like recommended or whatever. I never click on it, but I haven't seen him in a few weeks. I actually forgot about him. <laughs> he um, he's not usually a fan of Lil Peep. Right. I believe he rated his first Come Over When You're Sober like a two or a three. And then, like, the sequel for it, very similar rating. Right. Um, he opened up this review by explaining the importance of a post-humorous album and that there should be a certain level of care taken. Did he have any flannel on this one? He did. Black and white. Oh. Brand new color. Never had before. Right. People are saying, is it because it's neutral? Is it because mm. he's passed away and you're paying your respects? Well. Yeah. There's a, a few little conspiracy theories out there. I've got mine, which I'll share at the end. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, he opened up the review. Oh yeah, I've already said that. Um, but like with a certain level of care, not only in the production and the mixing of the songs, but also the rollout of the album. What did you drop one? Went and I don't know where it went. <laughs> Is it like between the cracks of the cushion? I think it went over oh. here. <laughs> Like, you know, if you, um, if you promote an album too heavily by a deceased artist, that's seen as, like, a massive sort of cash grab. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you've got to sort of, like, be quite careful how you roll out a posthumous album. Do you want right. another one? No, thanks, mate. Right. Um, he didn't actually mind this album. Right. He mentioned Moving On and how well produced it was. He said he really liked Peep's vocal performance, which you guys would have just heard that... I agree on, but then he also mentioned Keep My Coup, and he thought it was very old-school, classic Memphis. Uh, He really liked it, but I would take that with a grain of salt, because he also really liked I've Been Waiting with I Love McConan. Like, why would you like that song? Couldn't tell you, so his taste can't be that advanced. Um, he touched on a few songs that he wasn't too keen on, Ratchets being like the biggest one. Uh, he said Peep didn't really contribute much to it, which I do agree with. It literally just had like one line repeated like 50 times or something throughout the whole song. And then the rest of it was just uh, Lil Tracy. Um, he made it pretty well known that he's not a Lil Tracy fan as well. Right. Um, as well as Gabe who was on a few songs in a row at the start of the album. Right. Uh, he did Gabe. say... What a funny name. Yeah. G-A-B-3. Oh! Yeah. A little bit edgy. Maybe it's Gabby. No, it is Gabe. Um, he did say that he really liked that Tracy was on this album, though. Even though he's not a big fan of him, he likes that he was included. He, um... Like, he sort of explained that it's... It, that's better than just having like a, a heap of random rappers on who never worked with Lil Peep before. You know, this is not only someone who has worked with Peep, but someone who was a like a close friend. Right. And uh, I think that's important to include on in an album, and that's sort of, especially like a posthumous one. And yeah, that's sort of what um, what Melon was getting at here. Um, but that also makes me wonder why didn't you mention Rich the Kid? Because that is a random ass rapper that never worked with Lil Pete. Right. No. Yeah. I don't know. Bloody Rich. What's his real name? Is his real name Richard? I don't know. Richard the Kid? If it is, I'm calling him Dick the Kid. <laughs> Rich the Kid. No, his name is Dimitri Roger. <laughs> Rich the Kid. Fair enough. <laughs> um. Overall, he said it was one of the best posthumous albums that uh, he has seen, and it doesn't seem like a senseless cash grab. Uh, down the bottom of the description, where you know he has like his favourite tracks and his least favourite tracks, uh, in his least favourite, he only had one, which was Ratchet, which I think is definitely fair. But then in his favourites, he had seven tracks, which I think is, is really good. Because go. he, he usually does not like Peepers at all. Um, and he ended up re- rating it a strong five, which I, I think it's not for that bad. yeah, like I think for someone who's like not a fan, that's that's pretty high praise. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, that, well, that's like double what he's rated his past albums. So okay. yeah, but he did say like it's just mainly not my taste. But he said even if you're only like a slight fan of Little Peep, I would recommend checking out this album there you go so yeah he didn't mind it what a good man yeah (laughs) so what's your what's your conspiracy theory Uh, I think it's like neutral you think it's neutral like five he's in the middle like red is bad right there's no green flannels out there for like you know red stop green go right so he's getting the next closest colour which is yellow right to mean good and then yeah in the middle it's um yeah, like black and white. There you go. Thanks for reminding me. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> All right, let's do my... Yes. All right. 
Do you want to do Song of the Year or the Discog Dive first? No, we'll do the Discog Dive. Yeah, right. All right, so I did the Migos. I'm going to do Culture One or just Culture for the Cultured. And Culture Two. But they do have other stuff before that, but it's not on streaming. Um, I'm fairly certain yeah. anyway. Um, I think you're right. And I'm not doing that individual bullshit. I already reviewed Offset's album. What was that called? Father of Four? Yeah, and I reviewed um, Takeoff's Take The Last Rocket. The Last Rocket or something like that? Yeah. Oh, The Red Rocket. You're obsessed with that. <laughs> All right. um, yeah, so this album, this was like peak Migos, wasn't it? Yeah. Culture One was just... Like, this is when they were at the top of their game. Like, um, this was like the Migos' best album, and it's weird that it was like sort of like their first commercially successful one. No, they got fuckloads on streaming. Do they? What do they have? Let me see right now. Migos Thuggin, YRN2, Rich Shooters, Currency, Young Rich Nation, The Green Album, Rich N Timeline, No Label 2, No Label, Young Rich. Are they all albums though, or is it just one song? Oh no, they're full albums. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing all that bullshit. <laughs> doing the main Migos. Doing the two main Migos. All right, now I have to go bloody find it again now. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is where they came in. This is obviously Bad and Bougie, T-Shirt. They were the two that oh, um, got them started. T-Shirt. Just, yeah. And like, Mama told me. Mama told what? This is like where... Because T-Shirt was my favorite song of this album, um, even more than Bad and Bougie um, and Slippery. And what was the other one? Oh, Slippery's a good one. Kelly Price as well. Oh, Get Right With Ya. Where's um, Hannah Montana from? That's, that's before. Spaniard. That's before. I thought her. And I think that's just a single. They had Versace as well. Remember oh, yeah. that with Drake? Versace, Versace, Versace. That was, was like 2011 or something. Was it 2011? Something like that. They've been around since the 90s anyway. Yeah. They're old, man. Um, yeah, so this is like where they sort of took over. Like, obviously, Quavo was probably the most um, successful out of the three um, individually. Like, obviously, he worked with Post Malone. Um, and he just sort of had the smoothest voice for the time. Like, he yeah. fit the timeline of rap really well for about two or three years. He was basically Sway Lee before Sway Lee was, yeah, he was. was the guy. He was the guy called for the feature. Boom. Mm. You got it locked up. Yeah, that song's gone triple platinum. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this was a phenomenal album. Really pioneered sort of the trap rap, sort of like the, the heavy ad libs. Like, obviously, people rapped about ice and women and stuff like that before, but, like, these guys turned that dial. It was on about five, and they just went up. They just broke it. Like, they just yeah. kept spinning. Oh, that, that's, that's all they talk about. Yeah. And obviously, sort of catapulted Lil Uzi Vert's career in mm, Bad and Bad Bougie. Bougie. Um, obviously, they had Travis Scott, Gucci Mane, um, and Two Chains on here, and DJ Khaled as well. Like, sort of from very early on in their careers, just mm. been with the highest order. But let's talk about no, let's play T-shirt. Oh, Martin B. Yeah, this is OG. And color t-shirts. And then, 1995, 2005. Like, they mastered, like, the chopped up flow. Yeah, like the triplet flow. Yeah, and they mastered, like, the... um, Just had to sort of not abuse the system, but sort of, sort of do everything in their power to make their music... Right on that line of shit and really like popular, but they put it right there in the middle. They split that line really well. There's like a hair in there where like hip hop fans of like Eminem, Kanye West, they're obviously not gonna like it, not gonna like it. Like 50% aren't gonna like it, yeah. 50% are gonna really like it, and then there's gonna be well, obviously, that equals 100, but like of that 50% that don't like it, there's gonna be still like about. 30% 30% that don't mind it. Yeah. So you could really put them more to sort of towards the middle there. It's just like the most shallowless kind of like, not shallowless, 
the most shallow. Yeah. But like meaningless. Popular. Yeah. Like, but it, it's it sounds good. Yeah. They mastered that. Yeah. But bad the, song content sounding yeah. good. And especially Quavo did that the best. Because Takeoff and Offset oh, I don't know, Takeoff sounded good was like Yeah, but like no, yeah. Takeoff sounds good. Like yeah. he and he has sort of oh, much better mean. content than mm. um the other two. And it was weird. I've, I talked about this last year um, when I did, or maybe it was this year, when I did the... Father of Four was last year. Father of Four album that um, they've all sort of taken turns as being the best Mego. Quavo was first, yeah. then Take Off, now and, and then offset. it was Offset, and now it's sort of all three are sort of sort of faded to blackness at the moment. They haven't, mm. We haven't heard... I do want to touch on the triplet flow a little minutes. bit as well. That was sort of known and used before them, but because they just like abused it, yeah, and like sort of made so many songs with that flow in it popular, like that's now just been dubbed as the Mego flow. Yeah, like imagine, you know, having something named after yourself just because you use it so much. Yeah, like that's just how iconic. Yeah, this only came out in two thousand and seventeen. Obviously, trap was popping before that, but they they really sort of elevated the. Um, like there's like before culture and after culture in rap. Yeah, and you can see the influence that the Migos, as as hated as they are, sort of especially after culture too, for the sort of oversaturation that they produce. There's no doubt that they're like a point of genesis of Travis Scott sounds one way after the Migos culture, and he sounds one way before, um, and even guy like Gunner, obviously more. Um, Influenced by sort of Young Thug, mm. um, but I mean Young Thug and Migos are all from the same area anyway, so they're all very similar sounding. But yeah, definitely, um, and Lil Uzi Vert as well. Um, all right, so let's play Bad and Bougie. Everyone knows this. Like, I think my favorite lyric from there would be the yeah, 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 yeah from Uzi. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, um, I think they even sound better back then. Like, they sort of, because it's like they sort of are trying so much harder to break into the mainstream. Yeah. Um, obviously, they had core fans before that, but this garnered. Like, Bad and Bougie went around for so long. And give credit where credit is due, Lil Uzi Vert really exploded on the scene even further with um, Exo Tour Life. Yeah. But he definitely got a big help from Migos fan base and the Migos. And then last one I'm going to play from this album is... This is slippery. Five o'clock. Six o'clock. I think it should have gone to seven o'clock. And then, yeah, this is obviously oh, where the... come on, man. <laughs> Give me the best part. All right. <laughs> oh, damn. And then, that's when... This Even is his the, voice is slippery. This is the peak of just the most random ad-lib. Skirt! Mama! White! White! Ice! Yeah, it, it was wild. Cookie! And obviously, they had the, the return song, um, I Get the Bag, which was mm. Gucci Mane featuring the Migos. And then we no, get to Culture part two. two. Then we get to Culture 2, and it's just all downhill from there. What a, tr- um, what a tragic album that was. I, I didn't mind it. It did have some bangers. It was like 98% filler. It was... How many songs? What, 3, 6, like 20 9, 12, something. 15, 18, 21, 24. Mm. That is ridiculously long. Yeah. Like... Well, how many minutes is it? An hour 45. Fucking... <laughs> 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 how much is Culture 1? Like, go into culture... Because I don't have the... Because I'm on offline mode, so it doesn't show okay. me time. Culture 1 is 58 minutes. Exactly. That's still even fairly That's long. Pretty double. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Culture 2 was actually um, quite bad, in my opinion. Too much filler. Yeah. Um, they do have... My favourite song by the Migos is on this album, though. Motorsport? No. Oh, come on, there. Oh. Arriba! Um, what song is that? Narcos. Yeah, that's right. Stir Fry's not bad. Yeah, they have some decent songs. Walk It, Talk It, 
Um, notice me. Oh, notice me. Yeah, forgot about that. And then, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> BBO maybe as well. What the fuck is emoji a chain? I don't remember that at all. No idea. Sounds like every other Migos. I don't recognize this. Yeah. And I spoke about this when I talked about um, the Offset album as well. That all of their good songs have features. Gucci Mane, Lil Uzi Vert, Post Malone. Drake, Post Malone, um, 21 Savage. Oh, yeah. Like A lot of their stuff isn't from themselves, unfortunately. Um, the only song that I like this by themselves is Stir Fry and Narcos. I yeah. think. I don't think I like Narcos is, any other I think song. their best song. Yeah, it's my favorite song. Um, but yeah, Culture 2, definitely, to trim the fat, just listen to all the songs with features, plus Stir Fry, and then there you go. And Narcos. Oh yeah, didn't I say that? No, you said Stir Fry. Oh, it's Narcos and Stir Fry. Yeah. If you want to listen to That's like what, Culture six songs? Two. No, that's one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine. Nine songs. Down from 24. To nine. That's like, what, a 60% cut? There you go. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's it. I'm giving... If I was to rate the albums, I'd give Culture 1, seven. Very fair. Culture 2, two. Yeah. That's probably even being... That's incredibly reasonable. I think that's being generous. (laughs) All right. Last segment of the episode is song of the year Mm -hmm. so this year was 1999 i just opened up ways not docs definitely was i'm barely certain (laughs) it was 1999 with my name is by eminem versus who dat by jt money no point featuring soul well I i actually i liked it it's not my name is. Though. It's yeah, no. It it, it had a, a pretty shit run going up against my I name is. Once because like it's no point. Yeah. If this was a ranking system, no, it it took me by surprise. I went in not really expecting anything. Like right. I thought it would be kind of shit because you know oh it's obviously going to be my name is. Right. But um yeah no it's not too bad. Soul is very good as well. She was the best part of the song for me. Structure was on point, and she had many many. Like just flawless flow switches, but like they they could do pretty much anything they want. And they're still gonna lose to yeah. my name is like that is just an iconic Eminem song, isn't it? Yeah. Like I like you think of Eminem, you think of Slim Shady. Like you know, oh, what song is that? Stand up. What song is that? Like, like the real Slim Shady. Yeah, that's it. The real Slim Shady. You think of that one. My name is Stan. Stan, but if Stan's like even just like rap fans, yeah. Like if anyone thinks of Eminem, my name is is definitely up there. Well, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. I just love the Grammy intro that he did for that, or whatever that award show was. Mm. Like where they just where he just had like a hundred of people that looked like him, and they were all just walking, and he was in the middle somewhere. Yeah, that's cool. That is. That is cool. That's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, this as well, it was quite revolutionary for the time. My name is? Yeah. Right. What? Oh, I was about to ask, what year did it come out? <laughs> 99. Like, obviously, um, you know, he was making songs like, well, this one is, you know, Hi, kids. You like violence? When he's got like this like, straight jacket on and he's like run, yeah. running around with it. So like it was quite a, a topical point of conversation for like, you know, say Tom and Jerry. Like, oh, I don't want my kids watching that. Right. But like... This is where people started like hating rap and yeah. didn't want their kids to listen to rap because yeah, of the it was violent, too violent ramifications. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's just Eminem his whole career. Eminem could rap about anything at this point and people would hate it mm. like concerned mothers yeah so this song like it was basically just poking fun at that which was quite uh not done at that time hi kids <laughs> wanna see me stick nine inch nails through each of my eyelids 
That's banging. Um, he's cooked, that fella. But what I really liked is how well thought out this is, because I don't know if you know, but this was actually um, one of the first times that he and Dre recorded together. Like, I think it was the first time. Am I right in saying that? Um, Cause I, th- I think I read that, um, like, he went into a recording studio with Dre and he knew he had to impress him, and this was, like, could be. his I'm one chance sure. to do that. I'm not exactly sure on that. But he, it might not be the first time, but, like, one of the first times. And, um, yeah, he just knew he needed to impress Dre. It and was he the just... first ever song they released together. Yeah. I don't know if it's the first song they recorded together, though. Yeah, fair enough. But, um, yeah, and he, like, the, the high kids, like, that's, he knew that he wanted a long-lasting career. Yeah. So he aimed that towards the kids. Right. Like, all of the music that he made, not towards, you know... The, the concerned mothers, which I thought was really smart. Um, oh, and then the... Even just the beat. <laughs> yeah, God sent me to piss the world. But like... But it's like, it's not even... Like rap, really, is it? Like nah. he's not going fast or anything. Like he's just talking. Eminem, his, like historically and famously, has been like one of the fastest rappers ever. And, and he, like, started, that song doesn't do it. And yeah, like he starts off slow, and like it's more like the shock factor. Yeah, he was sort of like um, early Tyler Creator, but on steroids. Like he just said whatever he wanted, mm. and just got away with it because, well. He'll, he'll he body you. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's just... And nothing really stuck to him, though. Yeah. Like, anyone can say anything. He's just like, yep. He just didn't care. Yeah. Like, and I always, I have said before that Eminem sort of stayed stagnant throughout his career, and then when he's finally decided to change, he got flamed for it. But to be fair, early Eminem, the run from, like, 1999 to about 2003, he does pick the pace up. Same sort of content, but... Mm. does pick the pace up a little bit. So I can give him a little bit of credit for that as rap sort of changed ever so slightly. But then it was just such a massive change on like um, relapse when he was doing all the accents and then sort of dwindled into insanity at that point. Mm. I um, I found out a really cool thing about this song as well that I thought was just super interesting. The, the second verse when he was like, my English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Thanks yeah. a lot. Next semester, I'll be 35. Yeah, that's changed. That's edited. Yeah, that's not the original line. Yeah, was... I, re- I remember listening to the original. Oh, okay. Before it was changed. It was, um, yeah, my English teacher wanted to fuck me in junior high. Yeah. The only problem is my English teacher was a guy. Yeah, I remember that. I remember laughing at that line when I was like yeah. 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but like... People took that way too seriously, and that's why it was changed. They all thought that he that he hates gay people. One, he's like very good friends with Elton John, and gave him a diamond encrusted cock ring for an engagement present. And obviously, that wasn't like at this point. That's just a but meme like, at that point. Yeah, but like this was on the same song that like had a masturbation joke, yeah. where he he says something about growing hairy palms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, it's a joke track. A lot of people yeah. need to, like, take everyone less seriously. Yeah. Like... Pretty much everything I say is a joke. There is people that are, like, out to offend people. Mm. But I, th- I, I feel like they're easy to pick out as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to... Yeah. It's easy, rather, to see that, oh, this is obviously a joke. Like Yeah, just a troll. Yeah. Like, Eminem never came out in an interview. Well, he might have. And it's like, I hate gay people. You know what I mean? Like, it was all sort of under this character of Slim Shady. Yeah. Where he's trying to elicit a response anyway. But Slim Shady just hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is that, have you, is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, that is us done for this episode. Be sure to tune in on Friday's episode. We got a quiz. We got hip and other things. And you'll have to... Stay tuned to find out what the uh, the punishment is this week. Yeah. What the forfeit that yep. you've brought along is. Mm-hmm. Then be sure to tune in next week. We've both decided to um, 
We've already decided our albums that we're going to review next week, but we'll announce that in the next show. So be sure to check those out. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in a couple of days and then we'll see you in a week. That's a wrap.